Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Black Fly on Your Wall. I am your host, Jessica Creasy, and I'm sure by now you guys are a little confused. So this is the first ever episode where we have an all-female cast and a female host. So to ensure that this is not the last episode, I have some ladies that are coming with some gems for you. I will let the ladies introduce themselves. I'll start with my left. So my name is Taylor Calamese. I am a certified personal trainer and the owner of Charlotte Fit, a gym located in Charlotte, North Carolina, that caters to women. I am Cynthia Okiki. I currently work in marketing at BET Networks, and um, we primarily work on black stories, um, as well as for the BET Awards shows and our linear shows. I'm Essence Sylvia Smith because I do use my full government name. Okay. But professionally, I do executive social media at Microsoft. And then on the side, I also assist other small black-owned businesses with their social media presence as well. The title of this week's episode is Divine Femininity. Essence, what does that phrase mean to you or what are some characteristics of divine femininity? Okay, so to be honest, when I was first, like, thinking about this question, and you just, I thought that, like, the first word that came to mind was softness, Mm. but I do feel like in this ever-changing world that the words that I really want to use are um, innate and Mm. ubiquitous, because I feel like you can't really define what it is, because I feel like it looks different to everyone, everyone. and not to be cliche, but it is an essence, so, like, you possess it, and you define your own, and I feel like if we do try to overly define it, it can, like, put be off-putting to other people because they're like, well, I'm not really girly, right. or I'm not soft, so it yeah. kind of may make other people question that, but I feel like everything that you have to be, like, feminine is, like, already within you. You just kind of right. have to, like, tap into that and, like, find something that will allow you to release it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think for a while, you know, women, we were taught to be strong, because, um, as I said it before, like the world doesn't owe you anything. It's harsh out here in this world. And so as a protection mechanism, like our parents taught us to be strong, but I also say that to say that femininity is inside of you. Right. And so you haven't lost it. It's not, it hasn't gone anywhere. And so I like what you said, like you can tap into it and then make it your own. I think that was important. Um, you want to add anything Taylor? Um, I would say femininity I would actually say it's a softness. It's a leaning into the vulnerability and the most authentic and genuine parts of you that want to be loved and want connection and look for understanding and compassion in Mm. another human being and the human experience. I think it absolutely is a softness, and I think that is necessary in men and women. 
in yeah. order to build healthy, strong connections and relationships. I think you have to have a level of emotional awareness mm. and intelligence that leans into you offering your gen your genuine authentic self to another person. Right, right. So you got anything to add? Yeah, I think that femininity is like free flowing, like, you know, just being open minded. Um, someone that, you know, you're non judgmental, you know, you're nurturing, you're caring, you're thinking of others, um, and you're vibrating at a space that is welcoming. You know what I mean? Like it just has to be an energy that, you know, is open and, and mendable. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because Femininity is free-flowing, it's sensual, it's creative, it's collaborative, intuitive, heart-centered, um, wise. So I think all of those things, like none of those things are rigid. And so honestly, you know, like a one, one pathway, one thought process is actually a masculine energy. And so, yes, very much so uh, femininity is free-flowing. Free um, so why do people misinterpret or misconstrue gender with masculine and feminine energy? I feel like it's like what we're taught. Mm. The world has kind of programmed us to think that way. Our culture has kind of programmed us to think that way. So we associate it like it's this or it's that. Mm -hmm. um, I know even through therapy, I've realized like things can be both, you know, yeah. and open up your mind and we change live your perspective. In but I feel like the reason why we approach it in that way is because that's like how we were taught to think that her, our mom was trained to like, it's that. Right. No, I, I totally agree. I don't think our society teaches us that you have to be or you yeah. can't, you can be happy or sad, but yeah. you can't be both at the same time. Right. And that's, that's not real. Like you can be happy for this, like say your friend's getting married and you want to be you want to be engaged. You want to have a partner. So you're happy for your friend, but you also can be sad for yourself because you're not in that place yet. So I agree. We we live in the and. And so our masculine and feminine energy is like a yin and a yang. You remember when we drew those in school with the white and the black? So it's it's there. It's a balance. And so they're always moving inside of each other, and that's male and female. And I think that um, the, the masculine and feminine roles are also taught at home, mm -hmm. you know, from what I've seen from my parents. Um, it's kind of what I feel masculine and feminine roles are. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on your environment as well. Not only what you see, but what you're seeing at, what you see outside, but what you're right. seeing at home. Right, right, right. Um, so I think that plays a major role in, you know, just the gender roles in general. Yeah. Also to add on to what Essence was saying, I think we operate in binary type of frameworks because it helps us understand things. And so even now in the spaces of like non-binary and all the different labels that are coming out, it, it, it keeps having to be a label so that people can understand and uh, comprehend yeah, that is very as true. opposed to allowing people to just be, yeah. you know, and if I mean essence, if I mean you just like that, I allow you to be and show up however you would like to present. That and I accept true. that or I don't, I move around it. I engage with it. Or I don't, but I think the human brain is always trying to make sense of something yeah. and like know how to move and engage in it. And so right. masculine to men Subscribe to men. If I meet a man, then I expect this. I know this. That's a man. You mm. know, if I meet a woman, I expect these certain characteristics. Right. I know this about her. I know how to engage with her in this way. And it just helps for understanding. We label everything. Yeah. I see you. I'm That's like, she true. has blue on. That helps me understand. It helps me feel in control of my space, That's of so my true. surroundings. Um, we were talking earlier about books. The Untethered Soul is like you're... 
you know when you see somebody like that's a person but why does your brain have to say oh that's a person that's a woman oh she's feminine she's soft like because we're trying to control our surroundings and make sense of Mm -hmm. it constantly Mm -hmm. and we're trying to control the chatter in our brain and so I think we have to we often subscribe things to understand it. Yeah, yeah, that's actually very true. So we're all in very male-dominated industries, right? Fitness, both you ladies with marketing, myself with physical therapy, um, and that requires masculine energy. Um, you have to, you know, take charge. You have to meet deadlines, things like that. Um, I know for me to unwind, to get away from that masculine energy or that taking up you know, coming to the forefront, um, what makes me feel really feminine is like putting on a dress, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. A dress, heels, and perfume. You're not going to tell me anything. Like, I am, I am top femininity. Okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And that's on. Mary had a little lamb. Um, Mm -hmm. What routines or self-care practices do you guys have that um, get you in tune with your femininity? Yeah, I would say um, prayer for me. It's like a space where I'm super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's And I'm vulnerable because I feel safe. Yeah. Like, I feel like I trust God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's the space that brings me back into who I am and, and rooted in my femininity. Um, travel. Girl, don't let me get... Go. Shopping for travel, getting my okay. hair done, nails done, <laughs> discovering certain things. Um, I love to be able to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that puts me into a space where I feel closest to myself. Yeah. Um, I would say when I'm with my girls, um, they I learn something new from them every time I'm with them. Right. So I think, you know, being with my girls kind of helps me tap into my femininity a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things. I feel like you named a lot. <laughs> are we the same person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I do a lot of that as well. I think the thing that may be a little unique is I live in a house of mirrors, like literally and figuratively, because I love mirrors yeah. and not in vanity, but like every time I turn mm. around in my house, there's mirrors. But in that, I'm affirming myself. Like I mm. battled with self-esteem so bad, but now I'm like looking at myself, like you are beautiful, you are Mom. that bitch. Like yeah, okay. I tell myself, like you go, girl, you feel right. that. So that's one way that right. I affirm myself. I don't know if y'all um seed. Um, I think it was a real, but like um. They would, of course, have the caption, but the words would be, bitch, you doing a good yeah. job. You, you doing, doing a good job. job. Yes. 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 I, I got to hit that. Yes. I got to hit that daily. Absolutely. I got to hit that daily. Um, ladies, so is a boss chick mm. primarily masculine or feminine energy? I'm going to say both. Both? <laughs> yes. And then, okay, so... First, like, what is a boss chick? Like, let's let's start with that. Let's define what a boss chick is, and then let's define like what energy that is. I I mean, as a true definition of a boss, mm-hmm. I I think it's a corny term. Right. I think it's very corny. I think it's very. Um, it creates a space of like judgment and of mm. separation of elitism. Mm. Um, I think that when you are a boss, you're doing boss things, and you don't have time to talk about being a boss talk in that about way. It. You right. know what I mean? Right. And so, like, I have real boss things that have to happen every day. I don't have time to like go represent and shout to the world that I'm a boss chick. Mm-hmm. And I think that oftentimes. In titles and labels like that is to affirm something within yourself, and that's okay if that's like 
the space you're in. But mm -hmm. I think once you evolve past that, you don't have to announce that to the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll see you in action being a boss. Right, right. You know, and so it's like we don't ever have to walk into a space and be like, I'm a black woman because we know that. Mm -hmm. We know everybody else around us understands that. I don't ever have to speak about yeah. that. But I feel like in spaces where you may not feel the most confident, mm -hmm. you affirm yourself in certain ways that until you build the space to grow confident there or because I, I much like I would, what I just said is like if you're doing it, I don't think you have, to, have to talk, talk about, about it as much. But I do think the spirit of boss chick, I think it started in a great space. Mm -hmm. I think it's become, yeah, like elitist. And I think mm -hmm. even when we talk about um, entrepreneurship, owning a business, I think that it's become a shame around having a nine to five. Mm, yeah, and I think it's very everything. necessary because yeah. if you own the business and nobody works for you, what's happening? Right. You know, you can't move right. the ship forward. Right. Right. So I think it's important that like you remain conscious of the goal of the purpose. And it's not to announce yourself to the world. It's to like do shit. Mm -hmm. It's to move shit. Yeah. Like I'm about to open a second location. Like that doesn't, I don't have to boss chick that I'm mm -hmm. doing it, mm -hmm. you know? So and you see a litter. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think you made a great point and kind of what you were saying earlier, like you have to have a label for something. And I think sometimes like when we are exuding an energy or doing something that is not widely accepted, we got to find our tribe, mm -hmm. right? We got, so I got to find other boss chicks that's doing this and doing that and, and throwing money or whatever you, you associate with that, with that, stigma of boss chick because I agree with you I think a boss chick is somebody who is in charge and so yeah why you why can't you be um of a, a boss chick and be feminine because you need the mentality of um you know uh like I was saying before, like being one track, like if you know something is due, yeah. then you got to you got to get that done. So you mm -hmm. might have to to let some things fall by the wayside, pick them up later, prioritize things. You have to be more logical. OK, well, I know we have these numbers that we have to hit so I can want it all I want. I can you know, I can care about it and do it. But like if I, I apply logic to it to get it done. OK, but at the same time. You should be soft enough to know if you do have somebody working under you. Like, what's why? Why are they sitting in the corner today? Like, what's wrong with them? Like, they're usually up. They're usually bubbly. So that's the intuition part. That's the more feminine energy. And so I think it will um, for male or female. If you are exuding one energy over the other, you're doing yourself a disservice because you need all these energies to make a business run, to make something nice. last. Mm -hmm. People leave companies because of their managers, mm -hmm. because of their coworkers. They don't necessarily leave the structure. Right. And so you have to create the environment for these people to thrive in. I feel like. Like to answer your question too, like for society, a boss chick is perceived as masculine energy because it's like a woman who's like a go getter. I, I don't need a man, you know, like it yeah. gives off that energy to the world, right. right? So it's like, oh, she's aggressive, or you know, she's mm -hmm. you know, she's too driven, or you know, so it's like, oh, too masculine. But in reality, like you both said, like it's not that. But that's kind of how, like, our skewed minds are not our, but... <laughs> and to piggyback yeah. off the of essence, I mean, if you let Kevin Samuels tell it, you know, boss shit is masculine, stay away, <laughs> yeah. you know? But it, I think, to your point, it is a bit about balance. But when you do look at what it takes to run a business, you have to be assertive. Yeah. And so that does come off as, okay, yeah, this woman is about her business. Mm -hmm. She's getting to it. So that is a masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Does that mean you're masculine? No. Does that but mean you're is, a man? No. no. You don't want a man. That is, yeah. 
Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't want a man. You have to be able to, like, shut it off. So say you do have a man, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm at work. I'm getting my stuff done. I'm bossing up. I'm assertive. I told you what to do. I told you what to do. And I go home. And I'm, hey, babe. Can you open this jar for me? Can you open this jar for me? Like, what you're speaking to is the duality of, like, a full person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think even when choosing a mate, it's like, like, when, as running a business, I want somebody who makes me feel safe to, like, mm. let it down, mm-hmm. to be okay, like, not having to make decisions. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's funny because people think I would I would want to be in control in my personal life, and it's, like, it's the exact opposite. Exactly. I'm exhausted yeah. all day from having to make decisions and, like, money decisions, you know? And so when I'm off, I don't want to make any decision, but I want to trust that the person I'm with mm-hmm. is keeping me safe and directing yeah. me in the same way I have to like direct and guide my company. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, when I speak about softness and femininity, it's like a place to like be soft, to like rest, relax, like to like cuddle into and feel like hugged and feel like loved. Absolutely. Know? I think in my last relationship, my partner often would be like, I want a woman, you don't need me. Or I want a woman who needs me. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, what? I was so... Gaslighting. Um, <laughs> I was so confused by that. But it's not that, you know, my hungerness, my ambition, my passion, I don't feel like I need a man, right? But if you are my man, I want you. Mm-hmm. I desire you. Mm-hmm. I want to have a safe space where I can, you know, tap into my femininity, be vulnerable, be passionate. So yeah. like, while I might not need you financially and, you know, all this other stuff, but there's other spaces in my life that I would love for you to be there. I mean, like we were saying with balance. And I think men, too, need to. So a man at work, you know, in our fields, we've seen men. We, we work around men in our fields, but also if they're in a leadership role or something that's very high stress or things like that. Like, I feel like they, too, need to come home. And the leadership role that you need at work does not always translate to the leadership roles that you play at home. So men need to get more in tune with their femininity as, you know, on the ride home, you can, you know, turn the music down, meditate. Cause like I said, like you don't want to be that boss that is at home. You don't want to be that same person to your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is just really such an important conversation to have just in general, because I think for such a long time, black women have had to take on a more masculine role. Cause it's really hard to be soft. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you're in survival mode, if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel safe, you're not you gonna, don't trust you're not what you're around. And, just I think more black women need to speak up and say we want to be soft mm-hmm. like but you have to create an environment for us to be oh, soft absolutely. like if I don't trust you I can't you can't let my guard down yes yeah. just that yeah. I agree masculine energy is your is your protector mm-hmm. uh, absolutely it's your protector so as a woman like your if your masculine energy is showing up is you don't feel safe and so I have realized like in my in my body, when I meet people, male, female, for a relationship, for business, I have to look at how I feel first. Who I am with you is more important than who you are nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. like every day, ten times out of ten, all the time. And so if I feel more masculine around you, what is it about this situation that I don't feel safe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ladies, what areas of your femininity is challenging <laughs> and where do you feel like you need to improve? Mm, mine would definitely be softness. Mm. Um, because I am guarded. Mm. You know, life, life is going to life, right? Life, life is going to life. Trauma, all of that. So mine is softness and 
being vulnerable and because of things that I have experienced, like mm-hmm. just realizing that they're not going to occur again or just being open. And if they do occur again, I'm strong enough to like get past it. Yeah. So, but boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely my softness. I like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, my word for the year was, or my word to kind of like focus on for the year was control. So for me, it's like every single detail I feel like I need to be in control of. And that's super masculine. Um, mm. Or not super masculine, but it, it, it is a, whenever you start strategizing and trying to control things, it does carry out a more masculine energy. And I realized that, you know, to the feminine in me wants to be more free flowing, but Mm. trying to figure out what's next in my life kind of takes over and like making sure every detail is on point. So I'm working on not having to control everything, kind of like letting down the reins and, you know, I gave everything over to God in the new year. So it's like making sure, you know, control is not at the forefront of my life and just being free flowing, letting things happen as they may and, you know, correcting as you need to go. But, um, but yeah, control has been a, a big factor for me. So. Right, right. Um, I struggle with vulnerability. Um, and I've talked about this in therapy. And I know there have been times when I've discussed with my therapist just the challenges I've had with mm-hmm. that. And he's like, you know, when you when you feel it, keep going. And, you know, there's always that that period where like it's the precipice like I'm either about to like cry mm-hmm. or I can keep going to this or I can back back and I have a habit of withdrawing um and so my push for myself is mm-hmm. to truly keep pushing mm-hmm. past that point to like allow somebody to be there for me um allow somebody to like hold my emotions mm-hmm. and and also not have an expectation on how they're supposed to respond because I think oftentimes I would give people or my person, like my emotions, and if they're not responding a certain way, I'm like, okay, never you again. Shut down. Yeah. Not again. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. never like, and they don't. They, yeah, I, they don't even realize how important that moment is. They yeah. don't understand. It's mm-hmm. it's big to me, but they don't get it. And mm-hmm. so, even being um, kind, compassionate, and giving them grace and what they need to be good to me to mm-hmm. to like articulate like this means a lot to me and I need you to listen I need to feel heard in this moment yeah because I think oftentimes we punish people Mm -hmm. and we haven't given them what they need to be good to us yeah and they could have had long-term relationships they have their own stuff and it's that you're a new person that they're dealing with in whatever way this is a new situation and it's like let me give you the tools that I need to to keep being vulnerable with right. you, to keep mm-hmm. feeling safe. And so it's like it's definitely it's a it's a joint effort of mm-hmm. um the masculine, the feminine, the duality, the conversation yes. that has to be had that like you don't understand how big this is to mm-hmm. me. And so let me give that to you so yeah. that then if you love, like and respect me, mm-hmm. you will give me what I need in that moment. And that's yeah. a good way to even decide like is this person even in the space? Like like you said, so I come to you, I tell you what I need, and you're not used to that. Like, you're not, you're used to, like, and masculine energy is everybody's protector, not just mine, yes. not just women. Yes. It's men's protector, yes. too, right? So yes. to get in that space with you and have to let down his guard, um, like, a, a good way for men, too, is just to listen. Like, fix, 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 masculine energy. Um, and just to see, get in that space and say, hey, babe, I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. I just need you. I don't need you to fix anything. I just need to hear everything you have to say. And so he has to then tap into his feminine energy and 
be a listener and not a fixer and a doer <laughs> is hard. And so, like you said, you have to be you have to be um, compassionate. You have to give them time. But if they are showing the efforts, they're showing you like, hey, all right, this hard. This 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 don't feel good, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go to that place with you. That's how you know that that's somebody that you can spend more time with, that you can grow more with. Mm-hmm. And I think in the same, you have to give people a chance to like not get it. You're right. Yo. You know, and I think a big part of femininity is, like, understanding, compassion, empathy. Yeah. That, Absolutely. Like, that I think... Forgiveness. Because we've been through so much sometimes, mm-hmm. we're so quick to take it away. Yeah, we're tired. And they like, people... <laughs> we're tired. You know what I mean? And I think what I've learned, even in my relationship, is that this person loves, likes, and respects me. And I always try and come back to that. Mm-hmm. And that if they're not doing something how I think they should, if they're not responding, if my feelings are hurt... Like, I have to come back to, like, maybe I didn't communicate something well. Mm, Maybe they don't understand because it's, like, they love, like, and respect me. And that's, like, the foundation Mm -hmm. that I keep coming back to because it's important. If you like somebody, you're not going to try and hurt them. If you love them, you're going to try and do what's best for them. If you respect them, you will be considerate of things that affect them. And if they're not doing that, then what do I need to communicate to you Mm -hmm. to, like, get that understand that where do maybe your trauma your stuff won't allow us to like like let's talk about it yeah absolutely absolutely so you said we're tired and i really feel like it's crazy because as women you know we get to this place where we can be vulnerable we can be soft we can you know be confident and we allow somebody in and then as, as especially black women like you get hurt right but we continue to have to, like, pick ourselves up, mm-hmm. start on over. You Absolutely. Know? Whereas if a man gets hurt, like, that's why I don't talk to women no more. They, 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 they know that was somebody know that fourth grade, grade heartbreak. They, oh, yeah. they know, and they like, it happened in fourth grade, never again. Never again. Yeah. 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 Never break my heart. Yeah. Like, women ain't like, nothing. Y'all, you need, a, you need to work on that. Go talk right. to somebody. You don't need to be on the podcast. You need But I think in that, like, I think even in femininity, there's a resilience. You know, like mm-hmm. because, like I you agree. said, there is a level of it's a it's a it's beautiful the mm-hmm. the level of resilience that I think women have, mm-hmm. and I think that when you're partnered right, you bring that to the relationship, yeah. and men feed off that as right. well. Right, and I think that. Like, if a man is being his best self, you automatically are in a feminine space. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that it's important to, because we we talk a lot about, you know, do we want to submit to a certain type of man? Um, And I think that it's important um, that we are submitting to men who have certain type of values and can lead. So for me, it's like, I want to submit to a man that is submitted to God. Because you have a principle to work off. You have a grounding foundation. And I think that um, so often men don't understand where we come from when we say that. Um, We don't want to be led in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. We don't want to trust the wrong person. Mm -hmm. We can't feel safe if there is no trust there. So I think it's important to have that dialogue of what does it look like to trust a man or to be led by a man and what are some of the qualities that you know, we look for in men to lead us. And you have to stand on it. Like, if if he might be cute, you know what I'm saying? That's he might important. be tall. He might that's have a big car. I'm not, I'm like not even going to play. You have important. to stand on it. And that's if this important. man isn't showing, if it man Attraction. isn't showing, then you got to go. <laughs> like, you got you to gotta love yourself enough to go. I think the, to me, submissiveness is natural. Like you yes, said, like you meet this man and he is he is at his highest vibration or he's vibrating mm-hmm. on a higher level, you automatically get into your femininity. Uh-huh. Yes. The most, yes. the, the simplest ex, um, example of submissiveness that I have is me and Aaron's relationship with Black Fly on the Wall. Like, mm. 
strictly platonic. Me and his wife love, or his fiance, excuse me, love each other. Like, you know, I respect her. She respects me. But number one, Aaron is submitting to Black Fly on the Wall. Mm. So Aaron is a leader. He is submitting to something already. So therefore, he is showing me by example how to submit to something. So Black Fly has a box. And inside of that box, there's things that we do and there's things that we don't do. And we stick to that. And that is it. And so therefore, I am able to, I feel comfortable. I feel safe safe i know what we can and what we can't do a man that is all over the place is just like yesterday this was okay today it's not yesterday we was working out next week we eating junk food like (laughs) what are we doing what's going on here Mm -hmm. and so um and also aaron submits to me Mm -hmm. right like we for example the set like this is me this is this is what i do and Aaron's only suggesting it's a plant. Like, if you ever see, if you ever see something green on a black faucet, just know that this man, this man will let me pick everything else. Except and so plant. the least that I can do is give him yeah, a plant yes, somewhere, absolutely. somehow. And so, but again, that's balance. That's give. That's take. That is compromise and things like that. So it's not just, he's. it's never, oh, I'm Aaron and, uh, and this is mine. And I'm. A, it's, it's never been that. It's always been, okay, well... And that's anybody that comes in. It's like the, you know, as soon as you come to the door, the egos aside, doesn't matter what you do, how you do it, mm-hmm. where you do it, because everybody's ideas are welcome. And so when me and Aaron have meeting of the minds, like if he doesn't take my idea, I know it's because at the end of the day, he has the vision for the black word. fly mm-hmm. on the wall. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't take my idea, it's because it didn't fit to the vision. It's not because I'm a bad person. It's not because I didn't have a good idea. And then also he has taken my ideas. So it's like I understand that if he if this is one section that he does not, then it's okay because he has the overall vision, which is somebody that I can submit to because overall there is a parameter that he has set for this business. Yeah. So question with that. Yeah. Did it start off like that? Was it he was already leading by example and you felt okay stepping into that? Like how was that established? Was it a level of your personal growth? Like, how did that get established? Yeah, I think it was both of us, you know, personal growth. I think, I mean, you know, you're ever evolving, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think there is some ego coming in. Like, I'm coming in, like, I know what I'm doing. And he comes in, I already know what's done. Mm -hmm. Right? So we got to meet somewhere in the middle. Like, we got to figure it out. So we Mm -hmm. did. We had a conversation. And I'm like, hey, this is what I need from you. Okay, well, this is what I need from you. And now it's to the point where, like, I know um, there was a very popular, uh, like, like podcast and they had a clip and the clip went around all social media and it's like I I figure out what he needs before he needs him but and I I don't know I didn't feel I felt bad for women because I felt like I didn't think that was a good example of like like I said if submissiveness is natural right mm-hmm. so like for example like I do I know what he needs before he needs like this thing this that our iPad is sitting on like I know okay Aaron needs a, a place for his iPad mm-hmm. right it's not similar to that set before. So he needs a place where I'm at. It's already here. When he says, sometimes he calls me and say, can you do this or that? And I say, I already did it. You know what I'm saying? One, get out my face. Like, <laughs> like we are like, I, I got other things to do, but it's like, it's because we have studied each other so much because we know each other so well that, you know, it's, it's almost running on autopilot mm-hmm. at the moment. And it's you allow synergy. space for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you said something so important though. Like there's a vision in place. It cannot be the blind leading the blind. Oh, girl. Where are you taking me? Girl, Do you where have a plan? Going? Where are we going? going? You know what I mean? And I think it's lost on so many men that, like, you got to have some goals and a vision. I can't just 
follow you. And like you said, you're sporadic. You're all over the place. Then I don't have trust. Right. It goes back to that. Now I don't feel safe. Right. Now I can't submit. Uh So it's just here comes my masculine energy. energy. Now I gotta (laughs) save the day. So it's like the save the day. day. I have to save the day. What we're saying in all of this is the masculine energy is a sign that you as a man are not showing up in a way that makes me feel safe. Yes. This is not my natural disposition. I am out of order. I am. We both understand I'm Mm. out of order, but you are not doing what you need to do as a man, as your personal self to make me get back in order. Right. I will naturally fall in order if you do what the naturally, fuck you need to do. Naturally. But not Period. to play the devil's advocate, but Uh-oh. also for like men when they do tap into their feminine, you know, energy and they are soft and they, you know, sometimes they get that like, why are you so soft? Why are you so emotional? Balance. Okay, yeah, yes, balance, balance it out. But if somebody is not used to doing that, and mm-hmm. even if it's, of course, initially it might be a little over the top, yeah. but then they yeah. do that, and then they, they're perceived with that, then mm-hmm. it's going to also get them to shut down. So right, and I would tell that man, well, one, you give that person grace. You figure mm-hmm. out, like, where they are. Why, why did they have that comment, you work with them, but if they do not work with you, if they do not figure out, you know, if they keep gaslighting you, then you have to go. You have to find your tribe. Stop trying to make people who are not your people, your people. Like, you're spending so much time and so much energy on this thing, and it's not working. And same with... um, if you're if a man takes you out of your feminine energy, you talk to him, you have a conversation, you figure out, okay, um, where do we go wrong? And he still isn't putting you back in your feminine energy, you gotta go. This girl preaching, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, because then we then we take these traumas to the next relationship, ruin a person, they take it to the person, ruin a person, things like that. So, ladies, just to um to bring this full circle, to give uh the listeners something to take home with, um, is there are there any celebrities? Are there any podcasts? Are there any books or anybody that you listen to that um that you find feminine that you learn from through their actions because I think it is an action thing about their femininity or even, you know, examples of things, you know, I I want to tap into my femininity. I don't know where to start. Help me out. Like any tips, anything like that. Well, I don't think I write a book directly or like podcast specifically for that but I have read books that help you just work on like who you are the person and like I said earlier when it's like innate and it'll just evolve and come out so one book is um black girl in love with herself Mm. so like falling in love with yourself becoming who yourself like letting your mess be your message you know just Mm -hmm. putting that out there and then also it's a book called uh the inner book uh inner something about inner fitness but Mm -hmm. basically again working on who you are aligning who you are so that it projects and you know you're just releasing all that femininity yeah yeah I would say um just from a male and a female perspective um from the woman side I would say Queen Afua um Mm -hmm. she has a book called Sacred Woman I think that she gets to the core of what it means to be in your divine femininity um and then Stefan Speaks Mm -hmm. I think that he's incredible um I watched some of his stuff on YouTube where he lists out you know what femininity looks from a man looks like from a man's perspective Mm -hmm. he talks about things like gratitude appreciation you know being a free-flowing spirit so I think that those are the two people that I kind of like look to when it comes to like you know where I could get some some resources for for femininity absolutely um so the book I think about is women who run with wolves it's a book of like different lessons and parables of just the seasons of a woman uh the evolving or the evolution of a woman and how like every season is very specific, but 
just growing you as a woman, but also a resilient, feminine, um, powerful mm. woman. So Women Love Who Run With Wolves is excellent. Mm. Um, and then when I think about the epitome of somebody who like exudes, I don't know, my role model, like excellence, um, femininity, my leak. Um, my leak till I love her, the owner of Curlbox. I think she has done mm. a phenomenal job of um, illustrating her transition from survival mode to like this this beautiful space of femininity, of motherhood, of like being a great partner, understanding what it means to be loved. Like she grew up in Compton, mm-hmm. you know, and so she all she knew was survival for the yeah. longest. And like when I look to who I will be in the future and mm-hmm. like the the skills, the the way I will enter a room and how yeah. I impact people around me, it will look like my leak too. So, ladies, thank you all for a very fruitful conversation. Um, I hope, you know, we walked away for a different understanding from each other. I hope the audience gets a different understanding. Thank you so much for watching. This is Divine Femininity. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Good job! This, I like this, no, I love this. The feeling, I'm lovesick. Can't help this, so selfish. You make me weak, oh yeah. Any day out of the week, oh yeah. Heartbeat on repeat, oh yeah. Goes on and on and on and on. You make me weak, oh yeah. Any day out of the week, oh yeah.